Hey folks and welcome to another episode of the Mountain Bikes Apart podcast. This is the podcast about mountain biking, everything mountain biking from trail guides to equipment and everything in between. And as usual, I'm Colin Gray and I'm joined by Tom Bell. How are you doing, Tom? Good, thanks, Colin. How are you? Very well, thanks. Not too bad. Having a good week. Almost at the end of the week, recording this on a Thursday, aren't we? So almost the weekend. Yeah, exactly. It's um, hoping for some good weather. (laughs) (laughs) Are you planning to get out on the bike at the weekend, of course? Yeah, exactly. Definitely, if I can do. Have you been training much this week? I have, yeah. I've had a fairly normal... um, I was racing on Sunday um, down in South Wales, and I've had a fairly... uh, back to a fairly normal training week of a few endurance rides, sort of the longer stuff, and then... um, some time on both the road bike and the mountain bike so it's been good splitting up good stuff well talking of mountain bikes and road bikes the topic for this week as you suggested a while ago was something around packing your bike for international travel so you've been doing this a lot lately is that right yeah well i I probably race internationally maybe up to up to eight to sort eight to ten times probably per year so um i've had to uh pack and i take usually take two bikes as well so a yeah. train bike for practicing on the course and then an actual race bike so i'm tend to be packing <laughs> two bikes every trip so packing lots of stuff <laughs> so yeah. you use carton bags and bags through the airport then every time exactly yeah i usually have someone with me um you know that that does bottles at the races and general support so I've yeah. got some help maneuvering the bike bags around, but uh, it, it can be a bit of a task. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, we were having a quick chat before this, weren't we? You were talking about the fact that it's quite intimidating. I think I, uh, certainly I can identify with that. I've, I've thought about going on holiday a few times for mountain biking trips in France, particularly into the Alps and just, you know, going to Morzine or Tine or whatever. They've got some great trails around now, but it's expensive to get your bike across in the first place. You need to think about what type of bag, like how not to get it broken, all the insurance that you need for it. So yeah, is that the is that the kind of stuff you're thinking about covering today? Yeah, exactly. Just um, I've picked up quite a few tips. Um, uh, the more the more you kind of do it, so um, uh, yeah, I've got plenty to kind of talk about from um, you know what kind of bike bag you might want to buy, um, and then some kind of tips for packing it as well as kind of getting through the airport um, as efficiently as possible. (laughs) Indeed. So I suppose, what are the, you talked about training already. um, And so that's one reason you're going to take your bike abroad to maybe get the better weather to get out more often possibly. Uh, And then there's just general holidays, I guess. Like I'm thinking about taking my mountain bike to to the Alps, as I mentioned. Are there, what are there any other reasons that somebody might take their, their bike abroad? Yeah, exactly. So it's whether you want to go on a kind of um, mountain bike specific holiday, whether you're going to, like you said, Morzine or Leger or somewhere like that, um, or you might just want to take the bike on a kind of regular family holiday just to uh, snag a few hours here and there to uh, to get out. Um, and obviously there's racing as well. So if, you, if you're doing some um, in, international sportives or, um, you know, enduro races or cross country races or whatever it is, um, that's another reason you might want to pack the bike up and um, fly abroad. Yeah, of course. Okay, so what about the bags then? What kind of, I mean, I think that feels to me like the basic thing, like what you're going to pack it in. Uh, and I've seen I've seen a bunch of different types. Like we've got a, a completely, um, what would you call it, just canvas bag, basically. It doesn't <laughs> seem to offer any protection whatsoever, so I'm not sure that's a good idea. What are the different types of bags you can get for this? Yeah, exactly. So there's um, there's probably I would say four main types. Um, so you've got the at the top um, the most kind of protect protective one is um, probably the hard case. So 
they're usually made out of a pretty dense um, plastic mm-hmm. um, and they uh, kind of clamp shut with um, some some fairly robust uh, mechanisms. So um, they they're kind of um, the the best ones to go for if you if you're wanting kind of maximum protection. Yeah. Um, then just down from that, you've kind of got a semi-rigid one, which might be sort of it's almost like a um, slightly more flexible plastic that's kind of coated in a uh, in a canvas. Mm-hmm. So that's that offers kind of a, a intermediate between the um, so, the the soft one that's which is just canvas. Yeah, like yeah. I've got useless thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically just for putting stuff in. It's not for any kind of protection yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you've kind of you've, you've I guess you you have a soft case. That some soft cases are, are terrible, like like you were talking about. And then there's some that are um, fairly fairly well. Um, you know, they're fairly protective, but mm-hmm. they're still uh, fairly flexible. You can kind of roll them up. Once you've once you've used them, right? So they've got um, some padding in them and stuff like that, but just some, no yeah, rigidness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've got some padding and um, and some kind of have uh, inserts that you can kind of put in um, to just add a little bit of rigidity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then to be honest, some people actually use uh, cardboard boxes. You know, the kind of uh, <laughs> box that uh, your bike would come in if you uh, if you ordered it online. For yeah, instance. yeah. Good stuff. Um, and actually, they to be honest, they look pretty pretty ghetto, but <laughs> they actually I think do a, a fairly decent job um, if you use a lot of <laughs> gaffer tape and yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine if you put in some extra paddle, like put in some um, bubble wrap and uh, polystyrene and stuff like that, cardboard box is probably yeah just as good as a hard case. You think so? I mean, that's what that's what they they ship the bikes in. So yeah. it's got to be it's got to be up to a certain level of protection for yeah. for that purpose. Yeah, yeah. So the hard case. Am I? I'm thinking of something that actually looks like those plastic uh, suitcases that you always get in the airports. You know, like you get uh, generally older generation possibly using these like really hard cases that just kind of you could throw it about. You wouldn't imagine it cracking at all. Is that what you're talking about there? Yeah, exactly. They're, they're kind of uh, shaped very much kind of like a bike so that the bike um, fits in very snugly. Yeah. Um, and they've usually got a kind of um, anti-crush device inside. So that's usually like a metal metal pole that you put in. Okay. Uh, and so they're definitely, if you're, if you're wanting complete protection, they're definitely the, uh, the best bet. Yeah. And they, am I right in thinking the hard cases, at least maybe the semi rigid too, I don't know if you'll, uh, you could say, but the hard cases have special slots for certain things, don't they? Like you've got a place to put your wheels, a place to put the frame, a place to put the pedals, that type of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So you've usually got, um, two kind of areas for your wheels and then the skewers, um, obviously the designs vary, um, depending on the brand, but, um, usually, yeah, your skewers kind of, um, fix the wheels into um dedicated slots okay right in the in the box and then you've got um kind of straps and um dedicated padding inside just to kind of stop the frame moving around too much yeah does that mean you have to buy a case suited to your brand like i mean well so okay so what i'm thinking is you know mountain bikes are varying wheel sizes now you've got road bike wheel sizes even different so does that mean you have to buy you know there's different cases for different types of bike I think that I think the manuf- I think the manufacturers don't potentially don't like the fact that there's so many you know wheel variations. <laughs> I'd imagine <laughs> different types of bikes, but I think I think the main the kind of leading ones are doing quite a good job of 
um, creating uh, bike bags and bike boxes that that fit any type of bike. Right. I know okay. I've put a road bike in the same you know uh, boxes uh, as my mountain bike okay. and yeah. was potentially designed for the mountain bike. So yeah, I, I think they're fairly flexible. Yeah, so they're not they don't fit by the the centimeter. So you can get a, like a twenty nine inch wheel in a twenty six inch space. At, well, the other way around probably, but yeah, they design it to fit the largest possible one, and then you can get th- the rest in. I guess. Yeah, exactly. I think sometimes you have to sort of deflate the tires a bit more yeah. and. Uh, it can you can run into problems, I guess, if you've got an, a particularly large frame. So whether it's yeah. something like XXL, but I think for most people, it's it's generally okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, but do the semi-rigid ones have those kind of things inside them as well, like those kind of slots for particular parts, or is it just basically stuff it all in any, any way you can? <laughs> well, they tend to. Yeah, I think the the, the kind of rigid element um, lends itself to to that kind of purpose-built design. Yeah. Um, whereas the kind of softer ones are, are more of a um, square, you know, rectangular shape, just yeah. to, and and things just go in as as, yeah. as as you can fit them, basically. Yeah, yeah. And the soft case ones generally, you just yeah, you try and package it up as best you can, I suppose. But it's not really like it's got slots to go into. No, exactly. the 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 best thing I think, if you're using a soft a soft case, is to um, if you've got the cardboard box that your your bike came in or you can mm-hmm. perhaps get one from a bike shop is to just kind of cut that up and maybe in, put the put the sides of that cardboard box into the um into the soft case just to okay. give a bit more rigidity and um and and you know crush kind of um you know just to ward yeah, off any crush crushing yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah. so i don't think baggage handlers are always the uh, most careful of people when it yeah. comes to uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i suppose try to figure out which one would suit certain people i'm guessing look at the hard ones first the rigid ones yeah. the the obvious advantage there is that they're tough they stop uh, things getting crushed they stop things getting bashed about you know breaking all that kind of stuff are there any what are the downsides of it really i'd say the main downside because i've used i've used hard cases and as well as um sort of softer ones um and the the main downside with the uh hard case or the fully rigid ones is that you just can't get as much stuff in there right you know they're not as pliable um they don't stretch and that kind of thing yeah um so they're great for people that have that are just taking a bike and perhaps you know a pump and some shoes and are traveling fairly light Hmm. um whereas for me i i actually prefer the kind of uh, more softer ones because I can, like I said, put the cardboard in to add to that kind of um, extra rigidity. Yeah. But also uh, just get more in basically. So yeah. I usually there's this on. I use um, Polaris um, bike bags. They're they're a sponsor of mine. Sure. And um, the 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 axial pod, which is the the model that I use, kind of has two slots for the wheels. But with the space um, of a soft case i can fit another wheel in so when i take two bikes i can actually take um the wheels for each bike plus a kind of spare set as well okay yeah so that's something you can't do with a hard case yeah yeah because they've just got particular slots for two wheels basically exactly yeah. there's not there's not enough space um you know additionally to to, to fit anything else in yeah. other than smaller items like shoes and um yeah yeah stuff all your clothes in there as well that's what we always end up doing with our ski bags like you're only supposed to take a certain amount but you can can usually shove your ski bag full of uh, most of your your uh, clothes that's it (laughs) yeah pets at least yeah well that's actually um now thinking about that the one of the other disadvantages of the 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 more rigid hard cases is obviously they weigh a bit more so 
um, there's varying uh, weight limits um, with air, you know, airlines. Um, so sometimes using a hard case can put you put you a lot closer to the weight limit just with the bike in there. So you yeah, can't, yeah. Um, as well as not having um, as much space to take other things. Usually you don't quite have the weight limit unless yeah. you pay for pay for extra kilograms, which are pretty expensive, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, so that sounds like the pros and cons. Anything else you want to mention about good and bad things about the different types of cases or anything that covers it? I, I think that covers it really. Yeah. Just the um, you, you can just tend to fit more into um, to the, the more pliable ones. Yeah. Um, so it makes up for the lack of protection a little bit at least. Yeah, exactly. And you can usually fit, you know, like whether it's a plastic sheet or some uh, additional cardboard, you can kind of pack them out, um, yeah. Yeah. The, the softer ones out. So they're, they're fairly... At that point, they're fairly fairly well um, protected. Yeah, cool. Okay, let's go on to uh, how we go about it then. Like, how how do you go about packing that bike? Um, because uh, there's a lot of people actually out there that don't really they haven't messed around with taking stuff off their bike, mm-hmm. like they haven't removed their handlebars, pedals, that type of stuff. That's so, it. how much do people actually have to do with their bike in terms of um, disassembly to actually get it into the uh, into the case? Yeah, well, this can be one of the, you know, most intimidating things about flying the bike abroad, because obviously you've got the concerns about them, uh, about it being uh, damaged when you fly, but also, like you say, taking it apart, a lot of people aren't used to that. So, I mean, it it varies with with the brand of bike bag, but um, usually you have to remove either the stem and the handlebars. So you kind of keep the stem attached to the handlebars or or whip the handlebar out of the stem. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, when it's turned on its side, the bar's just going to be sticking out all over the place. And that that's the kind of rule. Anything that kind of sticks out too much you want to remove. So that usually covers the, the handlebar slash stem, uh, the pedals. Um, and usually I take the rear mech off as well, just because it's kind of without the wheels and it's kind of dangling there. Yeah. And it's potentially quite vulnerable. But, but fragile, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And once you um, when when you just remove it from the mech hanger, you know you're not you're not altering any of the um, indexing or the the setup that you've got. So um, once you screw it back in at the other end, it should retain all of the settings and that kind of thing. Yeah. So you don't detach it. You keep the cable attached. It's just that you actually unscrew it off the frame. That's it. Yeah. yeah just yeah. kind of uh, position it. I usually position it inside the kind of um, seat stays, um, just so it's kind of out the way. Um, yeah. yeah. So that, I mean that that's pretty that's mostly straightforward then I mean that's all stuff you can take off with just a you know a multi tool set hex keys really yeah. well, but I suppose pedals you need your spanner but mm-hmm. I mean it's still just um, yeah still a spanner and a set of uh, hex keys would do the job yeah I, I, that's what that's what I mean I don't think people need to be um, you know worried about about that it's fairly simple and it's yeah. fairly simple to to put back together. Um, there's also sometimes a saddle needs to come off again. So it's just sometimes yeah, a case yeah. of just marking your kind of seat height and that kind of thing. But yeah, it's yeah. all straightforward. Yeah. And you shouldn't need too many tools to, to put it back together again. Yeah, just make the setup simple again by yeah, yeah. marking things. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. What about uh, extra protection then? Is there anything we need to do to make sure that uh, everything... You know, uh, how do you place stuff in there? Do you protect stuff? Do you do you wrap up the pedals? Do you put padding between the frame and the handlebars? That type of stuff. How do you what do you do inside there? Yeah, I think I over the years have kind of just um, packed as much stuff in up to the weight limit. You know, made them as as um, protected as possible. So I use I usually use bubble wrap 
um, and a fair bit of it just between anything that's going to uh, rub together potentially. Um, And then just, I I usually put some kind of cardboard or a little piece of wood in between the brake pads just to, just to prevent uh, the pistons coming out if the brake lever gets squeezed kind of in transit. Oh yeah, sure. Um, And then just sometimes an old bed sheet as weird (laughs) as it sounds it's um sometimes you know as mountain bikers tend to get the bikes muddy fa- fairly often and um it actually comes in useful at the other end to kind of protect if you you know if you're abroad it might just be able to lay it down in the higher car just to stop mud getting everywhere so it kind of comes in useful as well as kind of um in transit as well okay yeah good stuff so that yeah you've got a few different tools in there to keep uh well not tools <laughs> devices to keep it protected yeah yeah exactly but bubble wraps bubble wraps a good one and it doesn't weigh a lot either so it's uh it's fine to go a bit mental with that i think yeah, good stuff okay so what about um you mentioned letting air out the tires earlier on is that something you have to do every time no i don't think you'd, i mean some of the airlines recommend that you do it um mm-hmm. just because i think if someone's got their tires pumped up to 60 psi and the pressure goes up in the, in the flight there's that theoretically there's a risk of it kind of them blowing blowing up a bit but okay um they don't tend to um <laughs> they don't uh, tend to or they don't i haven't <laughs> there's really a big difference any, there <laughs> i haven't really I, I assume it's probably happened at some point but uh, <laughs> uh i haven't heard any kind of stories and i mean sometimes you you let the the air out just to give yourself some additional space in yeah. the bike box or bike bag. But um, if you if you don't need to, then um, it's probably best just to leave them, especially if they're tubeless and you don't have to go through the whole faff of yeah. the bead coming out of the rim and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, usually it's fine just to leave them um, to the pressure that you usually ride them at. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. Uh, is there anything else we need to think about when we're packing it then? Um, I think just there's certain things you want to, you, you do want to leave out. Um, they're mainly, if you're racing, you, you tend to sometimes use CO2 kind of, you know, air canisters. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, they're, they're a no go. <laughs> I'd imagine. Don't take explosive devices into it's an airplane. That, that's yeah. it. <laughs> um, I've actually, I've actually, um, on more than one occasion, um, bought CO2 canisters kind of in the country that I've traveled to and then. Yeah put them in absent-mindedly and flown back with them yeah <laughs> uh, which is a bit worrying but uh <laughs> when they got through okay they got through fine yeah they must not have uh scanned them particularly uh you know effectively yeah. not, i don't know but um yeah they're they're a no-go you don't want to be yes. uh pulling pulling trying to find those at the other end when the scanners reject the bike back oh uh, exactly okay what about the airport itself then? So you mentioned bringing along somebody else as a bit of help. <laughs> I'd yeah. imagine that's uh, pretty useful. What about if you don't have any help though? Is there, I mean, is there any, any tips on uh, actually just getting through the airport and surviving, carrying all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, I would think that most people would just have the one bike. I'm, I'm a bit of a <laughs> weird exception having uh, having two bikes. Uh, so usually you're just carting one bike around. Um, the, the hard cases, another kind of pro or, or benefit of the hard cases is usually they have, um, some fairly stable wheels on the yeah, bottom. So you before, kind of, yeah. You can kind of push it along almost like a trolley. Whereas yeah. the, the softer ones often have wheels, but you kind of have to lift them at one end. Yeah. Yeah. 
to move them around. So or just drag them generally. I've seen that. Drag them, yeah. Push <laughs> them, drag them however you can get through. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I think, I think one tip kind of before you even get to the airport is just know your kind of weight limits. Yeah. So know that what, what weight limit your airline allows and then making sure kind of at home that you've, uh, that you're under that. So there's no kind of <laughs> awkward uh, conversations and blagging yeah. at the other end of the, at the airport. Yeah. Uh, the, the weight limits then, cause you, you obviously usually have someone like, uh, you know, 10 or 20 kilograms with normal bags. But I, I kind of thought actually, because you're always paying so much to get a sports mm-hmm. kit on that they're a lot more flexible with it, that it's usually quite heavy. But are you saying that it's quite easy to hit that weight limit on a, on a flight? Yeah. With certain, air, certain airlines, um, I think the ones that I usually fly with, um, allow up to about 32 kilograms, which is tends to be plenty. Like I say, I, I've usually got um, a full bike in there uh, as well as a spare wheel um, mm-hmm. as well and tools and, and other bits of kit. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's usually, usually, you know, the average kind of traveler with their bike would be, would be fine. Some of the airlines are a fair bit lower than that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you're using a hard case and you've just got your bike in there, you're actually already kind of coming up to the weight limit. So it's, it's sometimes a case of picking, you know, which airline to fly with based on uh, how much weight you can get away with for the yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. What what does uh, just a, a normal bike and maybe a couple of little tools usually weigh in a in a hard case say? Ooh, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I would think I would think a hard case would probably weigh. Um, well, what are, what are you usually then? So, so when you're taking your bag, yeah. is it, are you hitting that 32 kilo, close to at least? Are you coming up to 30 kilos sometimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. We've got, oh, okay. we, we tend to have, um, yeah, up to 32 kilograms on, on both of them. And that's with a, that's with a you know, soft case. Right, okay. Um, but obviously with, with an extra wheel in each one. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so that's just, I mean, a, a wheel is just probably not even a kilo, is it? It shouldn't be, no. They usually... Yeah. Yeah, they, that you wouldn't think there'd be that much more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you can get you can get pretty close depending on. Um, and sometimes you you know you take metal pumps and a big tool bag, and that can add a lot of weight. Yeah, there. yeah. But okay. you, usually, usually you'd be okay with thirty-two um, yeah, yeah. kilograms. But maybe when it when it comes down to um, twenty-five. Um, I think for some airlines that that's when it kind of gets maybe a bit of a struggle. Starting to get tight. Yeah. Got to be careful yeah. with it. Okay. What about, uh, just last, last thing, I suppose, cover everything else. I mean, what, um, you're taking your bike bag, but you, you get a carry on as well though, don't you? And sometimes yes. even a check-in bag alongside that. So actually that's- you can get a lot of your other kit in just a normal bag, can't you? Yeah, I, I usually, because I'm uh, flying with two bikes, it usually gets fairly expensive. So we're always kind of uh, looking to <laughs> cut the costs as much. So I usually fly with just a just a carry-on bag. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but they, they, you know, they're, they're, they're fairly big. It, it depends, I guess, how long you're going away for. But yeah. when I, I'm usually flying abroad to race, so it's usually kind of a three- to four-day trip. Um, and I can usually get, um, like you say, most of the clothes in the bike bag, Um and the bulky items in there and then kind of use a carry-on bag um, as, uh, you know, just have a carry-on bag. So I'm not paying um, any more for a, for a check-in bag, but yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, you can, you can uh, take a, take a bike bag and a check-in bag and, yeah. and a carry-on bag. So with that, there's, there's usually got plenty of space. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, dogs. I think that covers it. Is there anything else you wanted to uh, add in before we finish up? 
Hmm. I would just, I would say, um, get a trolley. You know, to lift, to lift kind of a, a, a bike bag, um, once or twice, it seems, seems fine. But when you're <laughs> dragging them around and, you know, you see a sign for departures and it's a, it's a mile away, then it can be a, you can kind of quite easily put your back out yeah. or just uh, well, 30, straight 30 kilos is half of a, a sort of smallish human being. <laughs> it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's heavier than you think. And they often, they're often fairly unstable. So they're always sort of <laughs> falling everywhere yeah, and, yeah. and they can be a bit of a nuisance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just getting a trolley is a good idea. But the, some of the airports now are actually charging kind of for trolleys that, you know, non-refundable. Yeah. That's... Uh, that's a that's really annoying, but um, if they you know if they if they you can get your money back kind of thing, then yeah. uh, trolleys are a good idea. And yeah. It just just gets you around a lot easier. I'd imagine if it's uh, if it's only a quid or something, then it's uh, worth the bother if you're partnering two bike bags, for example. Yeah, I think it's worth <laughs> convenience. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. Cool. Well, I, th- I think that was really good. It's it's certainly taught me a couple of things because I've not I've not travelled with the bike yet i mean i've traveled mm-hmm. the length of the country length of the uk and back plenty of times yeah. for the bike but never had to actually pack it all up to take on a plane so yeah good stuff to know <clears throat> i hope everyone yeah. else out there uh, enjoyed that as well and found it useful uh so it'd be great to hear from you if you are planning to go anywhere anytime soon you have any more questions for tom or myself around packing up your bike around taking stuff abroad then you can get us on the twitters at colin mc gray for me and where are you tom uh, I'm at by Tom Bell, so that's B-Y-T-O-M-B-E-L-L. So yeah, it's the easiest way to catch us. Uh, just send us a tweet, ask um, any questions related to this topic, or even just some suggestions for future episodes. We're always looking for ideas for things to talk about next. So yeah, it'd be great to hear from you. And if you want to look back, look at the show notes for this episode, you can find them at mountainbikesapart.com forward slash 304. No, that's not right at all. 204, sorry. Mountainbikespart.com forward slash 204 because it's season two. So uh, that's why it's two, episode four. So yeah, uh, everything will be on there. Everything you need to know, a summary of uh, everything we've talked about today, plus any resources that you need. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining me again, Tom. No problem, Colin. Thanks for that. Cheers. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Talk to you then.